Welcome to Soulful Sessions, captivating conversations to nourish and nurture your soul. I'm Amalia Natalio, your host, and I am super excited you're here. The intention of each episode is to bring clarity, focus, love, guidance, and support to you wherever you are on your life's journey. You can learn more about me, my Soulful Life workshops and courses, working with me one-to-one, and gain access to loads of free content like journal pages, meditations, and more at karmickindness.com. That's K-A-R-M-I-C-K-I-N-D-N-E-S-S.com. Welcome everybody to this episode of Soulful Sessions and with me today for a captivating conversation is a what I would consider a beautiful soul, um, someone that I've gotten to know over the past year or so through her co-creative partnership with Nature course and just this woman of bright light that connects us with the plant world in such a unique and gifted way and we're going to be you're going to get to experience her for yourself today. And I'm so excited, so excited to have her here. It's such an honor. So let me introduce you to Pam Montgomery. She is, like I said, she's the, 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 the woman behind the co-creative partnership with nature, but there's so much more to her as well. So she is an herbalist, an author, an international teacher, an earth elder, and a new paradigm thinker who has passionately embraced her role as a spokesperson. And I can say that is unequivocally true. Um, she's a spokesperson for green beings and has been investigating plants and their intelligent spiritual nature for more than three decades. She's the author of two books, one of which is a highly acclaimed plant spirit healing, which I happen to have right here. We're going to be talking about that book. Um, and she's actually writing her latest third book, Co-Creative Partnership with Nature, which I'm super excited to check out. She teaches internationally and virtually on plant spirit healing, spiritual ecology, and co-creative partnership with nature. We see a theme happening here. She's a founding member of the United Plant Savers and more recently, the Organization of Nature Evolutionaries, or ONE. And I'm really excited to talk with with Pam about that. Uh, As I ask all my guests, what are you known for saying? And she's known for saying, there must be a plant for that. And I can totally see that being (laughs) something that you say, Pam. I also asked all my guests for their sun, moon, and rising sign. And I have to tell you, Pam, you were one of the few guests who knew the answer to that question. I've had to to research it for most people. So she is a Taurus sun, a Capricorn moon, an Aquarius ascendant or rising sign. And so you probably know all about this already just because you're so well-versed in the spiritual realm. But you know, the kind of the key points that really dropped in as I was connecting with you energetically based on your astrology was, it's obvious that you have this connection to earth. So you have two earth signs, Taurus and Capricorn. It's also obvious to me that you're here to leave a legacy. That's all about Capricorn. And it's a legacy of this earthly nature, but also a new foundation and structure for people to to navigate in this world, this earthly realm. And again, 
that feels very lined up. And then also with that Aquarius energy, it's that outside the box thinking, that being able to think of a new world, a new way of being, a new way of engaging and being aware of our environment and being aware of the people and the energies, all the energies around us. It's like that higher mind, higher thinking. So some of these key words were already in your bio, your, your description of yourself. So um, Pam, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that and welcome to Soulful Sessions. Thank you so much, so much, Molly. I it's great to be able to have this chat with you. And it's so funny. I love that you do the astrology because it just kind of gives a little like you know, it's like opens the door and you can peek in. And <laughs> and I I often say you know it's my Aquarius rising that like helps me like get unstuck. You know, it's like Earth. You know, I have three more planets in Earth too. So it's kind wow. of I am like earth and which is great and i love it but it's like man thank god for that aquarius because it gets me off the ground so a little bit and so um yeah so it's great yeah i i really uh thanks for bringing that in i think that's so cool and um yeah we i the whole co-creative partnership with nature is just i am really i mean it's been part of my life for a long long time but it just feels like it's like the, it's like nature is like, you know, hello, everybody. Hello. <laughs> I have to get connected, by the way. you Have you forgotten that we're actually, you know, we're like connected? <laughs> it's, it's so, it's so interesting. And, and before I, I get to the opening question that I ask all my guests before we really dive in deeply into the, the, the nitty gritty and the juiciness of this, of this podcast, um, is that I want to also let people know who are, there's some that might be joining us live. This is the first, the inaugural live recording of Soulful Sessions where the audience can interact. So just want to let anyone know that's joining us live that I'm going to be popping back and forth and, and checking questions and comments and things that you have to say, but I may not do that till the end. I'm not, we're not ignoring you. It's just that we're going to just flow and see where we go. And so, um, just be patient with us. We hope you hang till the end. And if you can't, there's the replay. And then I will be posting this on podcast platforms everywhere. So for, for those of you who might be listening to this later on uh, your, your podcast platform of choice, you might be like confused about what, where, what are they, who are they talking to? What's going on? So I just wanted to let everyone know that's, that's the format. It's a little bit different than usual, but you know, we got Pam bringing her Aquarius energy. We're going outside the box. We're doing something new. So here, here we go. Right. It was funny when, when we first talked about this, I said, oh, well, it's live. And you went, um, <laughs> well, it could be maybe. <laughs> so here we are. <laughs> here we are. I love the idea of it. So I was yeah. totally yeah. open to the idea. It just, I didn't think of it. You know, yeah. I don't have Aquarius in the same place. So um curious okay I ask everyone this question so what tell me about and tell us about a, a, an experience it can be recent or not so recent that lit you up when you just knew it was your soul talking to you well you know this is so interesting that you asked this question because it really I really thought deeply about this and kind of like the whole thing between like spirit and soul and what's how how those two are different and and like soul okay like 
all right. I mean, I get it. I, I, I know what my understanding of soul is and all, it's kind of like it's the big kahuna, you know, um, it's the one that, you know, carries on, uh, and it's your soul is your soul is your soul. And, uh, that's the one that carries on, uh, through many lifetimes. And, but, you know, so how does the soul interact, you know, right here, right now. And I really see it as like the, it's like the go-between. It's like the intermediary between my physicalness, which I, I refer to as my heart, you know, my physical being and my spirit, which is that which, that's the vital principle. That's what gives you your life. But then there's the soul, which is, you know, it's kind of the, like I said, the big ahuna is kind of the one that's always there. It's like the, it's, it's like who you are, who you are across time and, and how the soul really is, sits in this, as my teacher, Martine Prechtel would say, you know, the two wings of the butterfly and it sits in the middle. It's the mediator between the seen and the unseen world, between the physical world and the not physical world or the manifest world and the unmanifest world. And so, and so what the soul does is it helps translate this very sublime language of spirit into what you can understand in your physical body. So that, you know, you, you, I, I've been thinking about this question. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was like, so for me, and, and I'm such a plant person and so much of my kind of contact with, with the spirit world is via plants. And so, so I really realized that that that's what's going on. It's it's being translated by my soul. So this is what this is what happened recently, that is just pushed me over the top. I'm so excited. Is so we do these plan initiations, which maybe we'll speak about uh, later, but which where you spend a bunch of time with one plant, uh, three days uh, with one plant, and we drink the elixir and we do all these different things with the plant. And by the end of the three days, I mean. It, you know, this plant is your homie. I mean, you, you, you know, this plant really, really well. And this plant like, like merges with you and like lives inside you. So, so last year we did ladies mantle and I was sitting up near, near up on the, we have a labyrinth. I was sitting on the other side of the labyrinth and there's a relatively young hawthorn tree there, which some students gave me, mm, I'm going to say it's been at least 12 years. And I was sitting up there and I was kind of like, you know, being in a meditative state with ladies male. And then my gaze kind of wandered over to Hawthorne and I was like, oh, Hawthorne, I've always wanted to do an initiation with you here, here at my place. I've done it in the UK. I've done it in other places, but never here. I said, but, but you never bloom. And Hawthorne was like, well, if you would do an initiation, maybe I would bloom. And I was like, oh, I said, well, does that mean you want to be the initiator next year, which is this year? And Hawthorne was, yes. And I was like, okay, letting me know that. Okay. So this year, here we are. The first, the Hawthorne, there's going to be two Hawthorne initiations back to back because the first one filled up in a week. So then I added another one. And then I'm going to do an online one in the, in the fall, in September. So three Hawthorne initiations this year. And so 
I've been like, you know, I went to the big hawthorn tree where I normally harvest my berries, which is across this, the road from me, big one, big tree. And it was, and it's like, oh man, all these vines had grown up in it. And, you know, and so I, we, so we took some time and kind of cut all these vines that were kind of starting to strangle it, cut those vines out. And, and my husband, Mark just went up and he kind of made a nice area around the bottom because this big tree said, oh, you're going to bring everybody on a pilgrimage. And I said, Oh, a pilgrimage. Hmm, like what would that look like? And so apparently everybody in this class, we're all gonna go on a pilgrimage. We're gonna walk over there and we're gonna sit with this big tree. I was like, okay, great. So, so you know, the ball gets rolling here. What once you sit, once you set it in motion, the ball rolls. So, you know, and so I've been kind of focusing on this big tree across the street. So about a week ago. I went to the smaller tree that's up by the labyrinth and I'm like being like, okay, there's folks coming, you know, oh, great. And then I looked up and there, I'm getting cold chills as I'm telling you this story. I feel it too. Little buds all over it with like little packages, all tight with little white, little, you can see the little white blossoms. And I was like, oh, And Hawthorne was, well, yeah. I mean, didn't we talk about that? <laughs> Why should I be surprised? I mean, this is how it works. So, okay. So how does that, how does that relate to the question? Is that I feel like I, I wouldn't receive these kind of translations without my soul being involved because my soul is really, I mean, oh, how do you say this? It's so much about walking your soul's path. I mean, that's, and that's what the plants, you know, the whole plant spirit thing is like, who am I and what am I doing here? And the, what am I doing here part is walking my soul's path. So I feel like this kind of communication that I have with the plants and the trees is part of my soul's path. And I couldn't do it if it wasn't for my soul being the translator. There you go. (laughs) Okay. So many thoughts, so many things coming through. First of all, I love your interpretation of this question. You're the first person to ever go the route of the deeper inquiry. Again, we're going to bring in Aquarius on this uh, around what does this mean? You know, what, what is your soul? What is spirit? How does that translate into how I'm engaging with it in this physical realm? What am I, you know, what messages am am I receiving that would light me up for me to take action? And I, I, I feel like your story was so perfectly aligned, not just with the question, but with your soul's mission, your soul's purpose, and how you and your life have lined up so beautifully and magically with that. Uh, I also love how you had this conversation with the Hawthorne tree by your labyrinth, and then you ended up going across the street, focusing on that one, and then come back and are surprised that there's these, these buds. It's like, oh yeah, I forgot. You know, it's like, we had that conversation. We had, and that's the beautiful thing is like, you can see when you, when you make these agreements with plants, with these energies and these beings that we that we often overlook, they keep their word. We Absolutely. are the ones who don't. 
or forget, fall yeah. back into amnesia. You know, it's like, I know it, man. They're, they're not, and they don't, you know, they don't let you forget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I knew so much of is there's a, and I've mentioned this before in other, um, on other conversations I've had is that there's a park here. And I think you and I talked about this one time, Pam, called Murakami. It's a Japanese garden, beautiful garden. And there's a tree that's on the edge of the water, juts out just a little bit. And he's hanging out there pretty much on his own. There's a few other small um, plants and, and flowers that are around, but he's kind of on his own. And I feel like he's this He's like standing sentient in a way, because it's also near the house that they built that shows traditional Japanese architecture and, and life in Japan. And I was there one day and, and really connected with this tree. This was maybe a, a year ago. And he was telling me all of these stories and all of these, these pieces of life that fit together and these, and sharing these metaphors of you know, being at the edge of the water and gaining nutrients and not being flooded by emotion, by having that balance and taking what you need and not more than you need and replacing what you take in some instances. And it's this balance and this partnership. And so I received all this information from him and I was so grateful. And I, you know, I was hugging him and, and stroking his bark and talking to him and like really taking in the canopy of the leaves and seeing how it's a home for these animals and giving shade to the people that come and all of this so connected. And I went back again some time later. It was a, a while later because it was hot. And, you know, this was, I think, in the spring, last spring. And then summer in Florida is not really conducive to being outside during the business hours of the park. And so I didn't go back for some time. And when I went back, I was so sad to see that a lot of his leaves had fallen and he was just looking really depleted and really sad. And I was with a girlfriend who is also very open to this sort of thinking and, and this sort of energetic. And so we went around the tree and we both hugged the tree and we held hands and talked to him and asked him what we could do. And um, his message was continue to love me and one another. And the more you love one another, the more I will feel it and I will heal. Yeah. So that's what we took out in the, in the world. And the last time that I went, I'm happy to say his leaves were beginning to fill back in again. And he was, he was feeling much better. So it, you know, were we the sole reason that he was, he was coming back to life? I don't know, but we certainly we certainly poured so much love and energy into him in that moment that I can't help but feel like it, it made some difference for him. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that was the instruction you were given to do. And so that's what you did. It's not like you decided, oh no, we're going to do it this, you know, we're going to do it this way, or we're going to do you know, something different, you know, no, you, you did what was asked of you. And so it was, it was, I really think that these plants and trees are vastly intelligent and way more than we could ever even imagine. And that we, the, the more we let them be, they're incredible beings, let them be intelligent, um, the more they step it up and the more they're like, oh, wow, they're really paying attention to us in this way. Okay. Hey, <laughs> you ain't seen nothing yet, girl. <laughs> 
I think I so feel like that's true. And you know what? It makes me think about in the Lord of the Rings, there's a scene, and I don't know the movie super well, but the, the trees are talking to each other and they come to life and they're helping. Yeah. I remember as a kid feeling like that was totally happening, you know, yeah. that yeah, that there was thing there were things that were happening that we couldn't see unless we were really keenly aware. And um, I just love that that scene where they're they're working with the people for the greater good and I, I feel like that's so what we're being called to do right now and I think that's a lot of what your co-creative partnership with nature course and upcoming book is about um having taken the course myself um I'd like to share kind of how that happened and then a special invitation for anyone who's watching this in the next short bit of time um, because registration is officially closed, but Pam and I were talking beforehand and, you know, you don't want to get behind. So it's just for a limited time. She's, we'll open it up for people who are really committed and dedicated to the program. Cause it's, I think it's nine months, isn't it? Oh, it's eight months, but yeah, months. it's yeah. long. It's lengthy. Yeah. yeah. So it's at the end of December. It's a, it's a commitment and, you know, there's a, a lot of valuable information and there's, you know, there's some in, the interactive exercises for you to do. There's connection calls, there's, you know, conversations with Pam. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of valuable information in this, but really only sign up if you're dedicated to the work and you're dedicated to dive in because otherwise you're, you're, I don't know, to me, again, it's that co-creation thing. It's, if you're not signing up and committed to it, then you're not going to get what you need. And it's taking away, I think, energetically from the right. vortex that's being created. But just my opinion. <laughs> I think you're um, right. I think you're right. Yeah. And, that's, and for me, as as kind of the person who's, you know, kind of working with you when you need help or whatever, you know, because we do one on one sessions, too. Um, it's really I get excited when there's folks like yourself who like really want to engage and you always asked when we would have our sessions together you always asked really good questions and I love that <laughs> you know because I like things that make me go you know go like oh like the question you asked about this is like okay let's really think on this one <laughs> I'm not gonna give her like this like little surfacey answer and so but you were always good at that you always made me think just a little bit more go a little deeper and so I appreciate that so I appreciate that when folks are really engaged that's what it is just really being engaged and so yeah thank it's you fine. you're welcome you're welcome thank you for sharing that um you know and it was so interesting I just want to share how the whole thing came to pass because I did not I kind of knew about Pam, I knew about you and your work, but sort of, again, that surfacey thing, like seeing a book, your book, maybe heard your name in circles, you know, kind of orbiting around you a little bit, but didn't really hone in. And I was taking a galactic astrology course. So talk about, you know, going out into the cosmos and being way out there. And I was feeling like I needed, and, and I wasn't consciously aware. This was just, I, I follow my guidance. I follow you know, my, what I call my soul spirit team, they guide me and they direct me where I need to go. And I have learned to get out of the way most of the time and follow what they say. And they were guiding me towards more earthly sort of studies. You know, I mean, I could stay in the cosmos for a long time. Like I'm happiest hanging out in these other realms. Uh, but part of my, my lesson and part of my, my, 
teaching and my learning and my mission in this life is to bring the two together and to be able to navigate both from this earthly plane. So, and I learned it, learned this through the discovery of your work and this course and the galactic astrology by uh, Julia Balaz. And I'll, I'll leave some information in the notes below for people who want to do the same thing I did have a little bit of, of both, because I think it's so important to have that, that knowledge. And you touch on this too, in your work, Pam, about there's so much more than this. Like we're part of a huger being um, energy than, than earth, but we're living here on earth. We're, we're here, we're part of this dynamic. And so engaging with, with earth, the plants and the animals and the energies that are here is so important to keep that balance. And so I basically was doing some research. I don't even remember what my keyword search was and you popped up first. And I have found that the universe guides me to people like I don't have to go far. It's usually the top choice. And I know I follow it and then I stop. Like I didn't go any further. I didn't look at anything else. I saw the co-created partnership with nature course. And I'm like, that's it. I know that's it. And it was closed. And I was like, no, this was it. I know this is it. And I, I emailed you and you, you, I, I will, you were so, I was like, she's, this is exactly where I need to be. And you asked me, why do you want to take this course? And I thought, oh, she's vetting me. She's seeing where I am. Like, am I really, what is my intention? Because you're opening this up after the fact for me. And I guess I gave a good answer because then you <laughs> you're like, okay, sure. Come on and, and join. And I'm so grateful for you for that because it really was such a, a huge piece of my evolution and growth at that time. And I've, I've, you know, there are elements of that, that I have taken into my work with clients and that are part of what I am teaching people as well. And, um, you know, thank you for, for your, your wisdom and your gifts that you're putting out there because it's so, it's so important. And, you know, being able to, you know, I have my set of, of skills and my set of, of knowledge, you know, the basis of knowledge that I share from, um, but I could not share what I share without people like you. And I'm sure people will will learn from me and then share based on what I say. And it's just, you know, it's kind of like reminds me of, of cultures, you know, indigenous cultures where that's how you shared wisdom was through talking and storytelling and experiential um, knowledge and wisdom that you, you share with someone else. And they're like, oh, wow, you know, it resonates with them in some way and they remember it and then they carry it forth. And so I don't know. I kind of feel like maybe we're doing that in our modern day way. Yeah. Oh, I think absolutely we are. And I, I'm, I'm not one of those persons that hold things tight and say, oh, this is mine. You know, I, I mean, it's nice to be given credit if, you know, if, if something that I've brought forward, you know, that's always nice, but I feel like it's the, the more it gets out there, the better because it's, that's what we want. We want people. And ultimately what it's about is, um, is getting connected in with nature again, not being separate and, and recognizing as you so uh, wonderfully brought forward in your uh, question was that, you know, this great nature is, it's not just physical, there's a lot of heart and soul and spirit in, in this great nature. And we are a part of that. How do we co-creatively partner together? 
to make life thrive, all life thrive. Yeah. I mean, what a concept instead yeah. of looking at nature as a commodity. I, I love how um, on, you know, oh my gosh, there's so many ways I want to go. Let me just tune into myself because I'm like just so excited. Um, <laughs> what, you're, what you're saying about the, the plants and the spirits of plants and how they we're here, we're here to support them and they're here to support us. You know, my belief is any human ailment that we have, there is a remedy in the plant world. Um, however, the remedies often are not immediate. They take a little bit of time. And because whatever ailment, whatever physical condition is showing up didn't just appear instantaneously, it came and showed up over time. So, you know, in this world of instant gratification of popping a pill and, you know, then you feel better, you're, you're really not addressing the root cause and issue underneath that, um, you know, what would you say? And I, and this is something I talk about a lot about plant spirits and the, the essence of a plant healing us. Um, I do flower Friday readings every, every Friday. I, there's a, a, a plant messenger that has a, a message for us. And I tell people, you can take a screenshot of this and connect to the plant. You can take a mental snapshot of this, connect with the plant. You can purchase the flower. You can purchase an elixir. I mean, there's so many different ways you can work with the plants. Um, how, how would you describe in your experience plants as our, our teachers, as our healers? I mean, I know that's a big question, but like, what is your philosophy around? Let's just start with plants as teachers first, and then we'll go into the healing part of it. Okay. Um, well, I feel like it's really about, it, it's not like we don't have within us uh, the ability to be like co, co, like on an mm -hmm. equal plane, because yeah. we do. And it's really about this, we've just forgotten, you know, we've fallen into like, I call it, you know, amnesia. We've fallen into this deep amnesia place, um, you know, and modern day society certainly does not support helping us come out of amnesia. As a matter of fact, it wants us to stay in amnesia because, you know, then you'll buy more stuff. And that's a sideline side comment, but you know. Um, so, um, so I feel like what, so, okay, okay, well, we'll start at the beginning, which is that plants have always preceded their animal counterparts in evolution since day one. They've always done that. So for example, angiosperms, which are flowering plants with internal reproductive organs, organs evolved before mammals that have internal reproductive organs. So that's the animal counterpart to an angiosperm, to a flowering plant. They evolved first, and that's the way it's always been. And so, um, so they do come before. And so for us right now in our current time, I'm looking at like, okay, so what's the evolution now? And to me, the evolution is of a spiritual nature. It's about raising our consciousness to a level at which, you know, stop destroying the planet would be a good place to start. I'm going for, you know, peace on earth. Um, but anyway, it's like, okay, so looking at that, like, 
So around about the, for sure the 60s, maybe even before that, there was this kind of huge explosion in plants that were, um, you know, of a psychotropic nature that altered the chemist, brain chemistry, open doors of perception, all of that. And uh, so that it kind of started there. And then, you know, the Bach flower remedies became well known in the in the US. And, uh, you know, they were happening in England and in Europe, but, you know, they still weren't like a big deal. And then that became a big deal. And now there's 50 million flower essence companies. Um, and then, you know, then the plant, the whole plant spirit healing thing, which is what I brought forward, plant initiations, which are happening now, which is that the plants are actually taking on the role of the elder because many of our elders have passed on. So there's not initiators out there anymore. And they're initiating us into what it means to be truly human, living sanely, keyword, within the collective because that's what initiation is in a tribal setting. It's young people coming into the tribe and knowing how to live within the, the, the circle of the tribe. And so, so here we are running around being a bunch of humans that are uninitiated. And so that has created a bit of chaos on our planet. So here, so anyway, so the plants are just kind of just ahead of us in that spiritual evolution. So as far as like guiding us, I feel like if we really want to be raising our consciousness to the point at which, you know, maybe we would get to that, you know, that point at which the conscious, the, the whole species leaps, which is the hundredth monkey concept. And um, so, so they are guiding us. They are our teachers. They are especially our spiritual teachers right now, because that's the level of evolution right now, I think. I mean, we've evolved physically. I mean, I don't know. Maybe we could evolve to have gills. I'm, I'm not sure if that's part of it. But, you know, it's basically physically, I think we've come a long way. Um, but spiritually, eh, we got a ways to go here. Um, so I just feel like that's what they're doing. And so if we pay attention to them in that way, and we engage with them in that way. So, for example, doing the plant initiations, some would call it a dieta. It's dieting the planet because we make an elixir, we drink it. And, you know, so you're dieting the planet. And, and there's different versions of this. This is three days is my version. Some people do it for a month. Some people do the diets for a month, some people a day, some people anyway. So um, yeah, I think that the other, the other part. So now we'll look at the physical aspect of them being teachers um, and, and the evolutionary piece of it is that what I'm finding, two, two things. One is that the plants are also evolving because our, it's like we're, we're in this symbiotic relationship and we kind of have, you know, we're kind of on these, we're kind of going like this on these two tracks, you know, symbiotically together because we wouldn't have our life if it wasn't for plants, period. You know, breath, right. tissue, food, medicine, all of it. We we're wouldn't. walking side by side on this path of side by side. Yep. And so for example, dandelion, good old dandelion, yes. who is a fabulous plant everywhere. I mean, I'm looking out now and like the field is full of it's, it's gone to its fluff stage, it's seeding stage. Oh. So, um, so the little fluffs are uh, going through the air now, but um, so this plant 
is, you know, great for the liver, great for digestion, good for gallbladder, you know, all that kind of stuff. However, if you say, okay, Dandelion, yeah, I've been working with you for years. There's nothing really new to learn. Nah. And you kind of close the door. What you miss is that dandelion is actually in its literal chemical constituent evolution is there are aspects that are coming forward now in dandelion that have to do with things like chemical sensitivity, EMF sensitivity, electromagnetic field sensitivity, those kinds of things that you don't find in herbal books. You don't find that in Maud Greaves herbal book because that was written a zillion years ago. I'm, I'm using exaggerated terms here. I'm sorry. <laughs> Many years ago, prior to chemical sensitivities. And so, so what I'm trying to say here is the plants always are just ahead of us in their evolution. So of course they're evolving too on all levels. I mentioned the spiritual one because I feel like that's a really big one that's necessary right now, but so is the, so is the, you know, like what's happening with dandelion. I mean, you know, it's kind of like you read in the books, oh yeah, this plant is great for scurvy. And it's like, so what? How many places in the world have vitamin C deficiency right now? Who cares? What we want to know is what plants can I rely on for chemical sensitivities? Because there's a ton of that, Yeah. you know? So, so it's important to, to stay in relationship with these plants you know, and not close the door on them. Um, so anyway, uh, I think they're amazing. Oh, here's the other thing that's really exciting is that this is in the prophecies too, and many of indigenous prophecies is that when the a certain time comes on the earth, which I believe is right about now, is that the the planet will literally be reseeded. And there's plants coming in now that we've never seen before. They're brand new. And um, I'm getting cold chills as I talk about it. I have a student who she's very, you know, aware. And <laughs> I, I guess you could call her. And she's an artist. And about, mm, let's see, it's been a few years, maybe 10 years, or maybe not quite that long, eight years ago she started drawing these plants that aren't in physical manifestation. And then she started seeing them physically. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> so she's, she's drawing the plants that aren't here yet, but they're on their way. Um, anyway, and then That's I was just- So cool. I, isn't that cool? And like your whole cosmic thing, I was, when you were talking about that, it was like, which I think is part of this reseeding is like, I was just listening to a Zach Bush thing last night and he was talking about a friend of his who's kind of involved in the, in the ET arena and the uh, folks from other folks, whatever beings from <laughs> not folks beings from other uh, star systems um, and how that, that whole thing is going to get cracked wide open here in this country. The 90 years it's been like, what how many years 90 years of i mean the the data is all there it's all there it's all there and so now it's all going to get opened up and that what's going to become known now is that 
we're not alone. I mean, that whole concept of like, oh, we're the only ones in the universe. And I'm like, oh, excuse me. It, it's what? mind boggling. To that me. is so limited. What a limited way of looking at it. It's, anyway, that whole, that whole, you know, Pandora's box is going to open wide up and uh, it's going to open our, you know, consciousness to the other beings in the cosmos and how much we've been being affected by them. And, and so anyway, to me, it feels like, oh, is this part of the reseeding too, that we'll actually be able to like, not have fear around other, other on a cosmic level. I mean, we need to get over it on the planet too, by the way, that, yes. that othering thing. But so anyway, that's a little bit of a tangent, but I thought, oh, oh, does that mean they're going to bring plants here? <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> of course you thought that. Which, <laughs> it seems like maybe that's happening. I mean, the, the fact that one student saw these plants, you know, drew these plants, painted them, whatever form of art she was doing, and then they show up in the physical form. I, I, I feel like that's so, that's so, so uh, reminiscent of that whole idea of manifestation too, and precognizance, you know, being able to know that something's coming before it actually happens. And I feel like all of us have the ability to do that. We're just not all tuned into that or open right, right. to that idea. Um, I love what you were saying. Or, or the, the other thing. Oh, that's just your imagination. That one. Uh. Oh, yeah. And and I usually say to that, yes, and isn't imagination fun? Yeah. And I say, where does imagination come from? Oh, that's a good one. I mean, come on now. Yeah. <laughs> where? Yeah. It's that it's also almost like that. If you can dream it, you can do it. That's you right. know, I, I really, truly believe that. I really yep. believe, and not quite so simplistically, but just in that sense of if you have a vision of something, if you have this inspiration of something, yeah. if you take action, it's there, it's done. Yeah. If you stop yourself or if you start to question yourself or you hold yourself back, then you're not going to get to it. It's not because it's not possible. It's just, you know, and how many of us, and I can say this, I'm raising my hand on this stop ourselves right before we're there because it's like there's fear there's all the self-sabotage there's imposter syndrome there's whatever fill it in fill in the blank whatever it is that the elixir that you're drinking in that moment of like not enoughness and missing that the 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 gift that is readily available for all, available for all of us and i feel like the plants are part of that story in that you know i love what you said we're saying about plants as as elders and, you know, following their lead and, you know, listening to them and being aware of them and they're sharing their stories with us. They're sharing their knowledge and their wisdom with us. It's what are we, what are we doing? If anything, are we listening? Are we taking action? Um, you know, I, I remember, uh, I can't rem I don't remember who it was that told me, but they were, they were talking to me about, um, you know, taking things from nature without asking permission. And I never thought about that. Like I'll, I've always had a fascination with rocks. Like they've been a huge thing for me. Um, they've always, I've always had a connection. They've talked to me. I've talked to them. They've 
they've been uh, an ally for me for many, many years. And I never thought twice about picking up, a, a you know, I'm more of a, of a, rather than seashells, I would pick up rocks on the beach. Like that was my thing. And I never thought twice about it. I never thought it twice about going to the ocean to receive information or solace or connect with the flow of the water or the the, the groundedness of the sand and the warmth that would hold me when I was having a hard time. And whatever this person said to me, it clicked in my brain. Wait a minute, I go and I take every time. I'm not asking. And so now I'm cog consciously aware of every time I go to the beach, which is regularly, that as I walk, I have my hands open and I'm giving love on the way there. I'm greeting the ocean. I take a moment to just thank the ocean and the sand and all of the sea creatures and all the beings that are there for their, for their support and for their love and for their presence. And it just feels so much better. You know, I can't say I've noticed any drastic difference. There's nothing that's significantly happened, but it just feels like, and I think a, a lot of this inspiration was from the course too, Pam was like that. And maybe, maybe it was in the course that I heard this. It's that, it's that sense of, of, um, reciprocity of giving and receiving that balance. It's like, I'm receiving so much and what, and I can give, and you don't have to give in the form of gifts or money or all that physical stuff. It can also be through love and appreciation when you're there. I also think about that before I pick up any rock or any shell or anything from the ground, even a stick, because sometimes I'll, I'll have sticks for, um, for different purposes that I use for some of my energy work. And I ask, you know, is this a gift for me? And sometimes I get the answer is no. And I have to leave it there. But, mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Well, this is what you're speaking about is really super important because this is really what shifts this whole notion of reciprocity and realizing that this is a sentient being that we're dealing with. And, you know, some would say, oh, a rock's not sentient. Oh, yes, it is. You know, it's it's vibrating too. It has a molecular structure that vibrates. Anything that vibrates is alive. I mean, that's just the way it is. I mean, it might not, you know, be alive in the same way that we are, but it's still alive. It still vibrates. It's yeah. so, um, so when we really start to, you know, relate to all of it, all of life as having sentience, just like you and me. Now, how would you feel if somebody tried to take you and displace you, put you in another house that's not yours or is outside of your uh, environment? So if we can start to think about these other um, aspects of nature as that, then we realize how important it is to say, oh, you're so beautiful. Thank you so much for this opportunity to, to see you, to see your face and to be near you. Oh, I love, I really love how you're, you know, and you might describe the color or the shape or something. I love you so much. How would you feel about coming to visit with me or live with me or stay with me? Would you, would that be okay? I mean, what a difference in when you approach another being that way, then like, oh man, you're nice. Grab it and off you go. <laughs> yeah. Really different. Really it's, different. It's like a kidnapping. 
it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's abusive. It's downright abusive. Yeah. You know? And so, I mean, we don't want that to happen to us. We don't want that to happen to little children. We don't want that to, we don't want that to happen at all. So it's like, why would we do that to another living being? So, um, and same with plants. It's like, you just don't go ripping plants out unless you, uh, uh, there's an approach and you, I like to do like courtship, you know, like you, you know, you court them and um, especially plants that you're harvesting for medicine because that all of that energy Mm -hmm. medicine. So that's a great segue to something I wanted to talk about too, about healing and plants on the healing journey. And, uh, you know, on your, on your website, um, is it wakeuptonature.com? Is that the, yeah. Um, you talk about this and, you know, on here, you, there's a, I think a whole section on healing and you write on here, healing is a journey that engages our whole being of heart, soul, and spirit, and is not a linear process, but instead follows a spiral pattern. And I want people to keep that concept in their mind. As we spiral through life, we periodically reach new understandings, allowing healing to reach deeper levels each time, filling ourselves more fully with our true essential nature. As we become more ourself, our unique path is revealed and that which doesn't serve us on our path falls away. This form of healing is not a quick fix, but instead a maintenance program. Since we are continu- or, I'm sorry, we are constantly surrounded by that which can disrupt our energy anatomy, we must be vigilant, always striving for balance physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. As we raise our consciousness, we view healing not as a medicine, but as a way of life. Whoa. I love all of that, (laughs) but it particularly speaks to me as far as the spiral and how we can get thrown off by life and and, um, outside voices. So for me, those who have been following me for any time know that I've been having some, some health challenges nothing super, super significant as far as, you know, my day-to-day life, but it's significant to me, you know, nonetheless. And I've been working with a functional medicine physician. I've been, um, I've been, you know, taking steps to naturally heal myself, connecting with different plants, connecting with different plant spirits, spending more time in nature, being aware of all of the the herbs and other ways of supporting my physical body and my spiritual body during this process, because I know there's a lot of lessons that are also happening for me during this time. So it's not like, woe is me. Um, it still is annoying. You know, it still sucks. So in this process, I have noticed that, you know, while my doctor is very much open to alternative methods, he also is a Western physician. And so he is recommending Western um, options to me. Uh, one of which was a medication that I was really, really, really against. And, but then things were not improving. And I thought, you know, kind of like the epidural when I had my kids, for those who have had, had, have had children, you know, you're in this natural process, but you have an option to be out of pain. Do you take it or do you not? And, you know, I thought, well, this is kind of the same thing. Like there's an option of relief. Do I take it to give myself relief? Why do I have to suffer and be in this space? So I thought, well, you know, with a lot of things, I will just will have it and put it by me and I won't actually ingest it. 
And I thought, well, maybe I'll just get it and I'll just have it next to me. And so I went to the pharmacy, spent about a good 30 minutes there. Long story short, they tell me they can't find the prescription. Then they tell me that they can't find me. Then they tell me, oh, we don't take your insurance. I'm at CVS. I have Blue Cross Blue Shield. I'm like, you don't take my insurance. Like, what? And I thought, okay, message received universe. I am going the natural route. And I had to have a very uncomfortable conversation with my doctor about, I don't want to follow your protocol. So, you know, to me, that would, that would have been a linear approach where the spiral approach is like, you don't feel like you're making progress because you're going very slowly up and around, but eventually you're going to turn that corner and you're going to go and spiral up. And so I'm living that spiral right now. And I loved how eloquently you described it. And to remember that just like, you know, the, the doctor recommending this medication and just like me deciding, okay, why am I going to suffer? Go get it. And it not working out. It's like, okay, this is not the, the be all end all solution, but it's me and this process of getting to know myself and listening to the messages and understanding why certain physical things that are happening to me are ha- why, you know, and I, and I got my whole, I'll show everyone here. I've got this gigantic metaphysical anatomy book. That's like huge that I use for myself and for clients to really get to the deeper root. And that's actually one of several books I use, by the way, to get to the deeper root causes of physical conditions and to understand why it's showing up. You know, what have I ignored for all these years that now I'm, you know, I'm losing a lot of weight and my hair is falling out and I am not in my vibrant self and have been diagnosed with autoimmune disorder. It's like, there's so much else going on. Like, and for me, what I've learned for anyone else who's out there who has this same, um, uh, I don't want to say struggle, but it is a struggle in a lot of ways, challenge, let's say challenge is that you are, there's a conflict within yourself and you are literally at battle within you. You are fighting you. You are not getting out of your own way and being able to love yourself and see yourself as you truly are. And so that, I I know that my, my current life partner is a huge part of that healing process for me because he's constantly showing up for me and reminding me of that. And and I sometimes I'm like, what is he talking about? And really like coming back into the love of self and the love of self is also being aware that there are others, yeah. humans and plants and beings that are here for us to help us. Uh, but again, it's that, it's that balance. It's that they really just want to, to help. We need to ask and we need to be able to give something in return. And it can be simply gratitude and love. I mean, that's something we all have in spades. Um, Doesn't cost a penny in this world of money and finance and material goods. So um, yeah, so I just love that. So I I would love for you to just speak on your feelings around healing. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing your story. That's, um, that's really lovely. Um, I know there's a little vulnerability sometimes when you share those kind of personal things, but thank you for doing that. I have some thoughts about it, by the way, which you and I can chat about later. Okay. Um, 
Um, yeah, the, well, it's not a linear process. It's not point A to point B. We would like it to be that, but it is not. And life is not like that. And what I find like, and, and, you know, so there's, so there's a few different things here. Uh, one is that usually between, it can be in utero. I mean, it even can be, you know, before that, but let's start it in utero. In utero <laughs> So in utero to like, mm, I mean, it can go on, but let's, let's say the younger years of your life okay. and, you know, preteen, teenagehood, that's pretty traumatic too. But there's this stretch of time where there's things that happen and it can be traumatic and, and that trauma goes in and, um, and might not get resolved for years and years and years and years and years. So the spiralic thing about trauma is that, you know, yeah, so it happens at a certain time in your life and then your life continues on and continues on. And then, and you come back around on the spiral, but you're at a different place on the spiral. You're here, you're not here. You're, you know, you, you're, you've old, you're older now. So you're here. So it's not like the trauma is like whisked away. No, that doesn't happen. Your trauma is your trauma. And it's always going to be your trauma. It, it's a, let, let's, let's not call it trauma experience. That life experience is your life experience and it doesn't get whisked away. You always have that life experience, but on the spiral, you spiral around and you come back to it, but you're at a different place on the spiral and all this other life experience that has happened and all this other evolution and growth and learning and all of that that has happened. And so you view it differently. So how do you view it differently now at a different place on the spiral? So that's one thing. Um, the other thing is that, um, uh, let's see, let me see if I can get back there to one of the things that you said about the spiral is that it's like, um, oh, how do I want to say this? It's kind of like a different metaphor, but puts us in the same thing is it's like the onion, you know, and peeling the layers of the onion. Yeah. And you're at this layer of the onion. Oh, you peel some more layers. Oh, that, you know, it's kind of the same idea as being a different place on the spiral. So, um, so healing is, um, I think it's super important not to identify with pathology. And that's the problem in my humble opinion with, allopathic medicine. I said that I keep, I, that's kind of one of my little things in my humble opinion. And my husband said to me the other day, honey, you're nothing. You are not humble. Why do you <laughs> he said, you're so opinionated. Why do you say that? Well, you're, you're, I'm, I'm just the foundation not, of humbleness, not be like a jerk about it. But anyway, um, so, um, when we identify you know, I could use the big C word. It, it like, that's not who you are. You're not cancer. You're not autoimmune. You're not, you know, all those things. You're not, that's not who you are. Right. It's the label that usually allopathic medicine has put on you. So then that's what you begin to identify with. That is so not healing. It is so the opposite of healing. So to, to just remember who you really are, I, I think is a huge part of our healing process. And um, and the spiral 
is within life, within nature. It's a foundational geometric pattern in life. And when we follow the spiral, then that is more uh, in alignment with the with the natural forces of the planet. So um, one of my teachers, Martin Prechtel, he, he, <laughs> he's an amazing, brilliant person. And he would say when we were, we used to go um, to New Mexico and we, it was a 10 day, the classes were 10 days. So you were in New Mexico for 10 days doing our thing. And when we would leave, he would say, okay, now don't just step right back into that linear way of being like when you get in the airport, I want you to go to your gate as a, and, and you spiral your way to the gate. I want you to go in a spiral. And I was just like, oh man. And everybody says to me like, oh, I don't, oh my gosh, I don't want to go out and talk to that tree and put my hand on it. People walking by might like think there's something wrong with me. Oh, really? That's nothing compared to spiraling through a <laughs> And there's more of one of you doing that and you're doing it and you're like going around and around and people are like, what, why are they like walking in front of me? You know, it's like, anyway, but he used to say that so we wouldn't get out of being in the spiralic way of moving through life and staying in, in alignment with the forces of the earth, the natural, the natural forces and, and many of the ley lines and many of the, uh, they're not so much the ley lines, but they're in geomancy they'd call them anyway it's 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 the um a lot of the water courses the underground ground water courses and everything and that and that they have a magnetic pool anyway that's a whole that's a whole nother podcast <laughs> i mean that sounds like a really cool podcast yeah, yeah that's a whole nother you know looking at being in alignment with the natural forces of the earth yeah 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 anyway so yeah. i'm not sure that answered your question but that's just some thoughts on it. Well, I love, I love the, I'm just imagining you and others going in the airport and walking in circles, like to get to the gate and people, want, I mean, I would, I just a little there. longer. It takes a little longer to get to the gate. You got to have plenty of time. Yeah. And I mean, I could imagine me sitting there like watching, like, what are these crazy people doing? You know? And now I'll know if I ever see that. Now you'll know. Exactly, exactly what they're doing. Um, yeah. You know, I think for me with when it comes to healing and it and it comes to being able to um optimize the gifts that this planet gives us it's looking at it from a full spectrum uh process which is your inner world and your outer and how the two play together and um i wanted to touch in on your book a little bit before we before we wrap up and i mean i feel like we could go on and on and on for many, many hours, but I don't know that anyone, our, our listeners have time for many, many hours um, right this minute, but you know, I want to just uh, read an excerpt from the book. Um, for those who have the book, it's on page 104 um, in Plant Spirit Healing. Um, and so um, Pam writes, plant spirit healing is a way of life as well as a modality of healing because it helps you become fully who you are living according to your own true nature, following the path you are meant to walk. Coming to know your own true nature and living accordingly can be a lifelong journey. That really struck me because I feel like there's so many of, of us that are at different stages of life. What is my 
purpose? Why am I here? What, what's my life about? And, you know, when you're in your early years and you're maybe your early twenties, you're like, what, what am I focusing my career on? Well, what am I doing with my life? And then you march along, you go past your Saturn return, which is around 29 years. And now you're in your thirties, early forties, maybe. And now you, you've maybe established yourself in the, in the, in the world around you. You have a job, you maybe are married, maybe you have kids, you know, maybe neither of those, but you're, you have planted roots somewhere in some fashion and you've experimented with life. Then you reach a certain point and it's like, you're aging, maybe you have kids and they're aging, your parents are aging, and maybe your parents have, have transitioned and you're wondering, this is it? You know, like this is this is all there is? Like there's gotta be more. And well, I know I'm here to do something bigger. And so then you go through what people would term a midlife crisis. And now you're asking more questions. And then you march on a little bit further and now you're really, and this is where I, I find people are having this epiphany earlier and earlier in age is what is what what is my purpose what's my bigger picture in the grand scheme of things and what difference am I here to make you know it's like that 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 thread in the tapestry of life and you're that thread and what is your thread um what 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 is that thread that you're putting into that tapestry what is it doing what is it weaving into the full picture of it all and so I feel like what you talked about here and the healing that we all do in, in our relationships with each other, which is, you know, one of my biggest jams, as people know, with karmic kindness is understanding the engagement we have with one another as human beings and what we're here to learn and grow from within relationship, but also how that translates into the relationship with energy, with plants, with the earth, all of that. Um, and I would like to just mention for people to go and check out um, the, uh, what is it, Nature, uh, Nature is One, One. Organization of Nature Evolutionaries. Yes. Otherwise known as One. <laughs> yes. Please go and, and check out that website. And we're gonna, I'm going to have the information below so that you can, can go there. Um, I did a little dance through there and was really impressed with the resources there and the information there. And I, it might open your mind a little bit to thinking about things in a different way uh, as well. So um, I guess my question to you, Pam, is, you know, when you, you, when you wrote the book, not just that one passage, but when you wrote this book, what was your, what was your inspiration and your intention? You know, what did you want the reader to, to take away in, in as small of a nutshell as you can can give? Um, well, I think back, that was a while ago. That book was written in, well, it was written in 2000. I think it came out in 2008. So it was written yeah. 2006, 2007. So that's a few years ago. <laughs> so much more now, but anyway, um, I think the idea was that, well, connection with nature, number one, but just how really what needs to be happening on this. I mean, I think most of the people, at least that are on this podcast would agree that um, you know, we're in pretty big shifting, changing times. I mean, maybe every generation says that, I don't know, but, but we are, I mean, it's, it's 
clear that it's in the astrology, it's in the prophecy, it's, you know, it's in the climate, it's in <laughs> politics, it's in everything yes. that there are big changes afoot and there yes. needs to be big changes afoot. And that part of writing this book was, it's kind of like, you know, dress rehearsals over, the, the curtain's going up and it's time to get on with it now, everybody. It's like, we need mm. to step into the gifts that we come in with. We all come in with gifts. We all like what you're speaking about. Yeah. We all come in carrying these beautiful gifts. And that some level, you know that, you know what they are, you know, and, and if you're not sure, it's what you love to do. It's what you're <laughs> passionate about. It's what makes you excited. It's what makes you go, yes, it makes your heart sing. That's what your gifts are. It's not, this is not rocket science. You don't have to take 50 million classes to figure out what your gifts are. Pay attention to what you love. And then it's like, oh, well, wait a minute. I can't earn money doing what I love. Don't say that to yourself. There's all kinds of ways and avenues to do what you love that might just like support you. What a concept, right? Let yeah. me tell you. So people say to me, oh, well, it's easy for you. You smell flowers for a living or you pick flowers for a living, or you smell flowers for a living. I'm like, yeah, you're right. That's what I do. I mean, I do a little more than that, but <laughs> like, that's basically it. I mean, that's basically <laughs> it. And I have been completely supported because it's what I'm supposed to do on the planet this time around. Now, do I have to be like a big teacher, international teacher? No, it can happen in other ways. You know, do I have to be an author and write books? No, it can happen in other ways, but it happens to be my way. It might not be your way. And I'm not saying my path is your path. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that we all have gifts. When you let your gifts shine, because that's part of it. That's part of it. That's part of what we're doing here. We're here to share our gifts with the rest of life, people, animals, the planet, all of it. That's why we're here. So, and when you don't do that, you're not living according to your true essential nature, walking your soul's path. So that's what this book was all about. Mm. Coming into your true essential nature, walking the path that you came here to walk or your soul's path. That's what that book was all about. You know, with some side notes about, you know, healing and plants <laughs> and all of that, but that was the crux of it. And that that journey is a healing journey. We're healing into life all the time. You know, we're, we're healing those places that don't, that, that, that we have not been able to shine our gifts. We're healing those places. You know, we're, we're, we're like identifying the, those shadowy places and shining a light on them and being like, oh, that's what that was about. Okay. And, and then moving through that. So anyway, I think that's what the book is about, but, but we are here to shine our gifts. So get with what do you love? What makes you feel good? Good vibes. There's a reason for that saying good vibes. That's <laughs> an important thing. Get with the good vibes. Well, the one thing I, I share with uh, my clients too, is that when go back to the things you loved as a kid, 
Yeah. You know, what things did you just enjoy so much? And can you do more of that now as an adult? Have you forgotten about those things? Like for me, rocks have always been a big thing. And before I started doing what I'm doing now, I, I had a jewelry business making what I called energetic wearables, which are basically the malas and the ubiquitous bracelets you see everywhere, but I had to make them sound all fancy um, with fair trade components and stones, which I will tell you in the jewelry industry is really difficult to do, to find supplies that are that. But for me, it was the, the intention that I poured into the product and somebody that was wearing it for a specific reason. It had to come from in, integrity. It could not come from child labor practices and things like, like that was just a no-no for me. And so I think that, you know, that's another piece of that. It's like, you know, did I see myself making jewelry, but, and, and then then doing this? No, but that was the path that I needed to take. And I followed that and I tuned into that. And, you know, and that's the thing is like, you don't know by following something you love, where that's going to lead you. What is that going to take you to, but you have to take a step, you know? And the first step is awareness. Go, go back into the recesses of your mind and you know, go back to a time when, when maybe life seemed a little bit simpler and do the things that you love and you never know what may open up. And, you know, I feel, I feel like too, like your book, regardless of when it was written is something that is, you know, still very, very relevant now for people, especially if they're just starting out and they're not totally well-versed in this. And, you know, most of, of my listeners and viewers have some knowledge about this and are very open to it. Some people might be coming in new. I think, I feel like it's a really great place to start. And I'm going to show a picture because I thought in, in the book too, there's some pictures. And so those who are not uh, watching online, go to my YouTube channel to see this because there's some pictures of plants in their natural form. Okay. So these are not Photoshopped pictures. These are plants in their natural forms, and you can literally see the spirit of the plant. And it looks like this one really, um, let me see if I can get it, that one there. I mean, tell me that does not <laughs> tell you a whole story by looking at this. Yeah. This face. Yeah. I mean, that's, it, that's called bark being. That's, I had a student here one year. I mean, this, uh, she did this, she's a professional photographer and she did wow. this and she, she had a whole experience with this. It was a, I, 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 I actually think it was a stump. I, it was, I, I think I, I could be wrong about that. Okay. She had this okay. whole experience with it and she started photographing it and, and then she started doing, and she was the first person that really turned me on to like mirrored images. It's like, that's all that is. It's a, it's just, here's the picture. And you mirror it. So you wow. got, it's just a mirrored image. And that's what, like, if you're ever on a, a really still lake, my husband, uh, we canoe a lot and we're on a really still lake. And if you look along the, the shoreline, so you've got all the trees and everything on the shoreline mm -hmm. and you've got the reflection in the water, that's yes. a mirrored image. So like, you've got this and then it mirrors into the water and it's like all those beings come out in the middle. It's like a totem pole, you know, there's, the, it, there's this, and it's amazing, these mirrored images. And that's how, that was one of the things that she did as a professional photographer. And I saw the pictures and I was like, oh, there's the beings, there they are. They've it's just, amazing. They just, they just um, come right out. Yeah. Her, her number, name is Linda E. Law. I want to give Linda her Law. credit. 
yeah, for that for that photo because uh, actually I think all the photos on the pages. So look at this. So this, this is translated in. Uh, this is Norwegian. They chose to put this on the cover. Oh my gosh! Look at that. <laughs> now, if that doesn't make you stop and go, hmm, I wonder what that book's about. <laughs> wow! Look at that one. Isn't that wild? Of course, that you, have is... to, you have to be able to read Norwegian. <laughs> I do not have that gift. Don't have that gift. Okay. <laughs> all you are all the folks in your audiences audience that are from Norway. They can get a copy of that in Norway. <laughs> I, I would get it for the cover alone. I mean, it's just stunning. Just simply, yeah. simply stunning. Okay, so um, final question for you, Pam. Uh-oh, final question. I'm, okay. sad it's, I'm sad it's the final question. Okay. Um, so what rituals, if any, do you have to tune into your soul and to bring your soul online, if you will? Well, I'm sure you have thoughts on this question. <laughs> yeah. And I'll and this is supposed to be a short answer, right? <laughs> okay. Um, okay, I'll keep it simple. How's that? Let's keep it really simple. But this is actually super profound. And again, it's like kind of moving into that translation place of, of the soul doing the translating. Um, however, well, anyway. Um and that's your breath, working with your breath. Mm. So, um, and breath is really powerful. Um, and I mean, in Latin, the words spirit, spiritus, which is the Latin word for spirit, translates as breath. So kind of in the origination point of that, of that is its breath. And so um, one of the practices that I really like, and it's simple, you do have to get up early. It's, it's with the dawn. And so I'm an early riser. So it works for me, but it could be at sunset too, but it has to do with the sun. And when, so there's this Buddhist practice where when the sun comes right over the horizon and the heat of the sun pushes the air in front of it. This is literally what happens. It pushes the air in front of it. So the Buddhists, as the sun rises and they see that first bit of light from the sun comes and they take in that breath as like, it's kind of like the first breath of the day, literally. Mm. And, and so that is extremely powerful, that breath. So anyway, um, I kind of combined with that include in there that there is the air moving, but the air comes the source of the oxygen in the air, which is what I'm really taking in to give me my life comes from the plants. Mm. plants oh, the I see. Yes. How you're bringing breathing out the oxygen and I'm breathing it in. Yeah. So for me, this is, I mean, it's, it's what makes me conscious every single day that I am a sentient being. I have spirit. I have heart, soul, and spirit, and I'm a sentient being. The sun is, again, you know, without the sun, you know, it'd be pretty darn cold. <laughs> we probably wouldn't be here, you know? And so, um, so it's this incredibly powerful force that brings life to the planet and 
then there's this breath that gives us our life because it's loaded with oxygen. And, and that comes from the plants, the trees and sea vegetables, all of your oxygen. So that kind of combo really puts me in a very conscious place of like, oh, okay. And, and, and it's begins the day and it's like today I will remember to walk my soul's path. Well, it's going to make me cry just saying mm. it out loud, but it every day when I do that, it's like, I'm here walking my soul's path. And today I will walk my soul's path. So it's simple. It can take five minutes. It doesn't have to, uh, it can be longer, but it doesn't yeah. have to be. So it's, it's, simple and extremely profound when you bring all of that kind of together. So that's what I like. I like, that's one of my favorites. I love that. I love that. I had not heard it shared quite that way. I mean, I've heard of the, of the, of the Buddhist principle of starting the day in that way and that, but it a little bit different. And I love how you brought the plants into it. And I feel like for those who are not early risers, it's whenever you rise it is for whatever you rise. Whenever you rise. Right. And and say the words. To yeah. And I think it's, you know, today I choose to walk, walk my soul's path because every day is a choice. Every day is a choice. And that's part of the being the human thing is we have, <laughs> we have to choose it, yeah. which is very different than the plants or anybody else. The plants are being the plants and they're doing their thing and that's what they're doing. And they don't make a choice about it. We have to choose. That's part of the little ditty of being a human being. Sometimes it's a gift and sometimes it's a curse. Yeah. <laughs> do have to do it. You know, that is the truth for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, all right. So Pam, please let everyone know where they can find you. Cause I know there were a couple of different places and okay. a, lots of good stuff out there. Yeah. For okay. So my website is wake up to nature, www.com wake up to nature.com. And that's where you can find me. You can, my book is there. You can buy, oh, you can buy my book on Amazon. Um, I'm writing another book, which you mentioned called co-create a partnership with nature. Uh, you know, I'm in the process of writing it, so it won't be out till next year. Um, I have an online course called Co-Create a Partnership with Nature. It's an eight-month course. We mentioned this already. And if you, you know, we, as Amalia mentioned, we're going to let you all in if you, if you really want in and like, like she described her story, like she really needed to do this. And it was clear to me, like, can't say no to this woman. She really wants, really needs to do this. You know? No, I'm not, I'm not the kind of person that says no to somebody who really needs to be doing this. So um, if you make it clear to me that you, that you really need to be doing this, then I can let you in. Um, uh, you would just go to my website. You can contact me through that. Give, tell me how to reach you and I can send you the link to get in. Cause right now you can't get LinkedIn through our website. Cause it's, it's actually closed. Uh, the course officially started on May 15th. So you're not that far off yet. So, <laughs> or behind. you're not behind at all. Actually, some people haven't even started, but um, so there's that. And then there's the organization of nature evolutionaries, which I founded back in 2013. There's a lot of great stuff going on there. And that is www.natureevolutionaries.com. So you can go there, free webinars every month, really some great stuff. So check that out as well. I and I would, I, I would highly recommend it. Um, I didn't even know about the, um, the one program because I don't know, I had no idea about it until we 
you sent me some of the information for the podcast and I was so pleasantly surprised and happy to discover it because there's really a lot of great stuff there. I mean, obviously your website has awesome things as well. So people really can't go wrong either, <laughs> either direction. Um, and then before we completely close out, I want to just pop over to um, the live and see um, we have a comment here. May all plants of light and love in all universes everywhere in the infinite be seeded and bloom all over our planet earth. May humans like you two continue to inspire and awaken nature in us all. Beautiful. Thank you. Wow. Yeah, I will. We'll, we'll, we'll receive that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll take that one in. Whoa, that's beautiful. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, so. take that in. Yeah. So um, just the hugest heartfelt thank you for coming on. I remember when I asked you, I was so nervous. I was like, oh, what's she going to say? You're like, yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> I was like, oh, that was really easy, <laughs> you know? And I, yeah, I think I'm pretty easy. Yeah. Well, it's because it's what I love to do. So that helps, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and I think too, it's that, it's that, you know, for all of us, it's sometimes you go outside your comfort zone a little bit and you just ask for what it is. I mean, worst case, you would have been like, no, I don't really have time or it doesn't feel resonant with me or whatever, but that didn't happen. It was a very easy yes. And so- I, I thank you so much for oh, you're so taking, taking your time, for sharing your wisdom, for, you know, generously giving to this earth the way that you do each and every day. Um, it's, we're very grateful. Very, very oh, grateful. Well, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for asking me because I don't say yes to everybody, by the way, just so you oh, know. I feel special. <laughs> So anyway, so Pam and I thank all of you for listening, for being a part of this. If you want to learn more about Pam, you know where to find her. I'll have the information below. If you want to learn more about me, you probably know a little bit about me if you're if you're here. But if you want to learn more about me, I do a lot of work within relationships, relationship with self, with intimate partners, with business partners, with family, relationship with the earth, relationship with money. We go into all the realms of relationships and you know, look at it from the galactic perspective, look at it from the human perspective and find that in-between space where we're all playing and dancing and, and find a place of peace in that, that area, um, whatever it is for you. So you can find me at karmickindness.com. Social media is karmickindness everywhere. And uh, I hope that you will join me with another fabulous guest for another captivating conversation on Soulful Sessions.